There we go. Hey up. Hey up. Hey Uh, normally I have a glance at the questions before, but I haven't this week. Um, so some might catch me off guard. Well, I think you're right again. Who's going first? Um, whatever. Yes, me. And what's the solution when everything is a priority and you don't have enough time to fit everything into your week? The solution is be relentless in how you prioritise. So, um, yeah, I think I think when there's a big long list and shush, shush, Siri. Um, yeah, I think when every when you feel that everything's a priority and time is really an issue i think going to especially now when obviously it's a little bit of a stop start over the next few weeks in regards to a lot of people on time off and then january hits and then we want to be planned and ready for jan i think go back to the focus um to get prepped before christmas and then also things that you're you need to get done for ready for that first week and just be relentless at prioritizing those things um which means some things might not get done and but you've got to you've got to be okay with that um so yeah i think just go back to your goals be a little bit more stricter on what you spend your time on and yeah that's what i would say to that anything you'd add no nope. Seem very protective over that mug. It's not a mug, it's a bottle. bottle. Uh, I was just thinking if there was anything else that I'd add, but no, it wasn't. Come uh, on. I've lost the questions. Fucking hell. I've started to just go off the farm now. Yeah, it's a bit easier. Ah. How would you navigate sales and marketing during christmas week off usually i'd i'd have no issue taking the full week off and letting people book for after but i'm conscious that with the amount of people i'd like in my jan intake this may not be possible to fit in that first week of jan commit to having one day available in the week off for calls or have an alternative option um i think if if it's a huge priority for you to make sure that you fill your Jan intake, um, and that is immediately only giving you that week after Christmas to be able to have them calls and you're not 100% sure that that's enough, then I think that's telling you all you need to know in regards to should you have a day or two whilst you, you're having a week off. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Personally, like, obviously, we could turn around and go, no, everyone needs to have that bit of time off to, to rest and um you'll be better for it and all of that but if you've mapped in a campaign and a launch within um the first week or two of coming back and you want it to go well they might have to just be a, a, just a, an element of sacrifice in there for a day or two where you put call options in and that week off i know it's not ideal but if the goal is big and to hit the ground running and to make sure that you fill them slots then 
for me, it's the it's the only thing that you potentially need to do. Um, either that or push back your launch date. So you've got two weeks of calls for when you come back. They would be my only options that I would say. Anything you'd add, Nicholas? Anything I'd add into that is if you don't want to work that extra day, um, get some get some more automation in there for people booking calls and maybe on that first week back um increase the level of calls that you you make available i mean yeah that's what i would probably say i mean as long as you as long as you kind of deliberate with the times um that's the only thing i'd add in really apart from that no next uh, 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 uh. What do you think the other will most want for Christmas? Oh. I know what you want for Christmas. What do I want? You want a new car. I don't want a new car. I've got to get a new car. Well, that, that's my response. That's what I know that you want for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? What would I want for Christmas, Nick? Time off. Getting too right. <laughs> Fucking too right. Uh, yeah, if that's all I got, I would be more than happy. And clearly, a Lynx Africa set and some like fucking Socks. next boxes. You know, you know the drill, don't you? Socks. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> Lynx Africa sets are, we progressed past that, didn't we, in time? And then everyone was going to boots for the three for twos, and then you'd end up with an FC UK. Fucking yeah. deodorant set, wouldn't you? And if it was a Brucey bonus, you'd get one pair of boxers with the deodorant and the shower gel. Some present that was. Hey, okay. yeah. yeah. I, do you know what? I don't ask for fucking. I don't ask for now. Me, Mrs. Has a nightmare. But you should buy yourself a car for Christmas. I think that should be what you do. Um. No, 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 no. It's my question. So you just asked me that question. Yeah, all right, go on then. I'm exploring hybrid model online. Pricing and frequency of sessions would be good to get some advice on. Good question, that. Um, okay, so the way we see a hybrid coaching model, right? So uh, I've got to be careful where I don't go off on a tangent here, but I find it dead mad how... Um, these days, personal trainers in gyms are calling personal training um, like hybrid coaching. And what they mean by that is that you have sessions with someone and you also give them the distance-based coaching. Like for us, that's just coaching. Like you analyze what a person needs and then you match their needs to the accountability, the nutrition, the communication outside the session, the level of frequency in the sessions. That's coaching, right? But now people have named it hybrid or online or I do PT and I just sell PT sessions. But to kind of give you an understanding of what I'm talking about with this hybrid model here, the way we see it is that hybrid coaching is probably one or two sessions a month. Um, and what you'll kind of, the way you'll deal with it and probably the best way to look at it is 
look at your hybrid coach sorry look at your online coaching service so let's say your online coaching service is um as a pt is say 100 to 150 pound a month that's normal for in-person pts these days i think before they move fully online and so on then i would just basically add on your hourly rate of coaching so for argument's sake let's say that my online coaching is 150 pound and my hourly rate for personal training is 40 pound then my hybrid coaching price will be 190 and i see that person once per month but if i see them twice per month it'll be 230 for example so yeah that's that's how we see it and have seen it since day one um we've always kind of seen it as like personal training isn't just selling sessions alone you will coach a person to meet their needs with all of the stuff that i mentioned before um so you've got that and then if you want to build self-efficacy within a client then progressively you want them to have less sessions with you and they've got more um exposure to the gym on their own so let's say i've took a client from two sessions a week and then they're down to one session a week and absolutely they're flying with all of that service and now the next best thing for them is hybrid which might mean i see them two sessions a month or one session a month so that's kind of the structure and the frequency and the pricing um of of what i would call hybrid um pt anything you'd add to that excellent nick excellent news Um, how to get connected on Facebook community groups? Good question. How to get connected? I think um, first of all, you'd reach out to the admins. That's the first thing. Um, second thing, I think being active in there and participating in there. Um, unfitness related helps i think definitely um i think give value before you like it same marketing principles like anything really give value before you sell before you ask people to do anything um those who are top three to be honest um have a plan have an understanding of what you're going to do um be clear on what the rules are the days are the timing the schedule of when you can post um and be just be be a part of the community like comment on things that are relevant to you and that are unfitness related um i would say those are the top three really be consistent with it yeah anything you'd add um no How to keep things ticking over over the Christmas break without worrying and doing too much or not enough. I think it goes back to before what you said in regards to priorities. I think this is hard, by the way, what I'm about to say is when you start to get more experience with operating a business, you'll start to see that there's a lot of things that you do just standard every single week. So let's, for argument's sake, in a PT's world, that is um maybe some check-ins um it's your content um and marketing and stuff like that it's maybe following up with leads um it's potentially updating programming um it is probably also tracking and doing some mini bits of admin that are just set there every week 
So there'll be like common themes that you'd be like, right, if I'm taking a four week off, there's these list of common themes that just occur every week. So I need to make sure that they're set up in some ways if possible. So for argument's sake, that if I'm creating content, then I've got um, some content created and scheduled for my time off. And maybe if you really organize the stories that go alongside them as well, um, alongside the emails that you might send out also. Um, I think as well, like I'm going through a list at the moment of, of ticking people off in regards to the communication from whilst, whilst we're away. Um, so then making sure that you're going through each client and just making sure that they're happy and clear on their focuses and what they need to do before you go off. So you're, you've got that clarity and reassurance that they're okay. Um, and I personally think apart from that, um, I would try to minimize any stress of shit. I've got all of this to do because a lot of the time it's just because we haven't had time out to sit down and just prioritize them things. As soon as you've got them things done, your clients are okay. You've scheduled what you needed to do. Then I pretty much guarantee that the rest of it will tick over, um, tick over nicely. So yeah, I would just probably have half a day where you just get organized and prioritize that stuff, the reoccurring stuff. Um, yeah, anything you'd add? No. Oh, this is a good question, Nick. Wow. Mm. What are you most proud of from this year, Nick? Getting to the end of the year. <laughs> no. Um, bloody hell. What am I most proud of this year? I think... Um... I think getting to the point where we have a clear a clear next step for the business for next year. Um definitely that. I think um well it's been the first 12 months being completely self-employed for like nearly 10 years. So I think the daily stuff I think I've been I'm pretty proud of. Um I'm really happy and proud of everyone in the academy, how they're doing, the, the highs and the lows they've gone through. Um, proud that we're still in business <laughs> as well. Um, so, yeah, combination of things, the conferences, getting people together, being able to get everyone together, you know, uh, twice this year, next year it's going to be more. So, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Not one thing sticks out. What, what about you? Um, massively proud of how I've stuck to my boundaries in regards to um, it's felt busy, don't get me wrong, um, but I think I'm very proud of how I've stuck to my boundaries and, and spent equal amount of time with the kids and invested into them as much as I possibly can time-wise um, and my family. And obviously, starting navigating the year was I was doing – kind of three, four different roles and different things. So um, the start of the year was mad. And to not um, go against them boundaries is huge. Made a massive decision um, 
in regards to future um, and short and long-term revenue because it went against my values um, and it went against my boundaries. And I'm just mega proud of kind of coming through that. Um, yeah, so I think they're the two of the biggest things. It's been very much that nothing's got in the way. And this is the shit that I used to think was airy-fairy in regards to values. And I just work my ass off and not really had loads of boundaries in the past when I was probably in a coach or running businesses for the first seven, eight, nine years. Now I've that's 360. Like it, the values pieces, every single decision that I've made this year has been in and around that. And it's given me that trust and belief that I can kind of work through things regardless of how difficult or uh, how much pressure there is at points. So that is massive. And yeah, I'm just dead happy that it's fuck all getting away, getting in the way of them boundaries. Yes, there's sometimes that there might be now and again things that need to come up a little bit that take priority. But it's been very rare this year that I've gone against them. So I'm buzzing with that. And it will be continuing. Yeah, that's that. Um, how would you effectively communicate? What you should hear that? What? Good question. Oh. How would you effectively communicate and engage with my online clients more to keep them motivated, motivated if needed? You can't keep them motivated. Um, so I would accept that. So I'd probably look at the question and look at it in a different way and go, how can I create an environment for them to be able to motivate themselves that doesn't rely on me? Um, so I think first and foremost, how would you effectively communi communicate with them? He said, make sure that I really do understand what they want and need and that they have a plan that could potentially flex, but they have a plan and they have clarity on that plan and they ha are happy with that plan. Um, that will keep them engaged. So I think individually, that's how I would communicate initially, making sure that I've got peace of mind. More so they've got peace of mind. I'm irrelevant in that, but yes, I know my goals. I know my wants and needs, and I know my route towards that. And I know that this process, like a check-in or whatever, is going to help me um, self be self-aware to make sure I'm on the right track of that plan. Um so for me, it would be meet each person where they're at with that style of process that I've just talked through. Um, and my second point, and I think I'll leave it here and you can add anything you want, would be I would make sure that I'm, I've reached out for critical feedback from them because that then will probably reassure you or not that you're doing enough to keep them motivated, even though that's obviously not going to directly help them all of the time. Um, so yeah, that they've been my first two big points that I would go to. I think naturally you will always feel like, um, especially if you've done in-person PT, you would always feel like that it's quieter or they're a little bit more disengaged online. But the only way to get peace of mind of that is to to sit and understand the client and make sure that they've got what they want and need and meet them on an individual level. Um, so, yeah, that would be my feedback. Anything you'd add to that? No. Did you listen to any of it? No, not really. You dick. One sec. Is there anything else that I would add to that? How would you effectively communicate and engage with my online clients more to keep them motivated if needed? Mm. You've got to look into them. You know what, actually, one thing mm. is 
I wouldn't, I'd be very careful in how much I push clients to train over Christmas. It's just one thing that I've heard quite a few times is that I need to encourage my clients to train, need to, and I think just make sure that when you're, you're right, definitely, but make sure you listen and you don't push people, push people, push people to the point where they feel like they're failing for not doing that. Because they want a week off, let them have a week off. So I'd just say listen to the feedback. Um, yeah. Is it my question now? Uh, thank you for helping me not be a massive stress head when I easily could be. An actual question. I could really do with some sign-ups in the next two weeks. I have calls booked in, but I don't want to come across push it or salesy on them call on those calls. How can I make sure that I don't do that unintentionally but still get what I need? Go with going with them and the mindset of understanding the person sitting in front of you and what you'll do when you have that mindset is you'll ask way more questions and listen to the answers um versus trying to over explain and sell yourself on that call so i think going there with a mindset of understanding completely where they're at where they want to be um what are the barriers what are the hang-ups have the conversation based around open questions make sure you summarize back to them what they're saying the next steps um and make it a joint decision where you work together or not. I think that with those kind of points in your head or written down, I think you'll find that um, you don't come across sales, you're pushy because they're doing most of the talking from that structure. Anything else? Um, what are your top five tips for tracking your business regularly? Sometimes I put notes in my phone, but I can't. But it can be hit and miss whether I look at them again. Um, just create an environment where you can't not do it. So maybe my first tip would be create a couple of alarms or alerts um, that notify you to remind you to do it every day. Um, my second point would be make it easy to do. So whether that, I know you've put notes in your phone, but like whether that's a piece of software, whether that's something that you can tap into in an app in your phone, um, you can obviously use the dashboard. So you can literally just go in on your phone, click the link, and then go in there and go, right, bang, we've had three conversations, X leads and so on. Um, so my second point would be give yourself as quick and easy access to the dashboard as you could possibly can, because then it'll make it easy for yourself. Um, the third point would be that um, the third point would be to make sure that you have a reoccurring process within your schedule. If it needs to be daily, then daily, but weekly to do the weekly business review because obviously you've done it now because you're asking the question but if you've got that weekly reoccurring kind of um 
schedule that comes up that that notification that comes up that makes you do this then you see in the bigger picture in regards to you're going to be quizzed on it every single week that feeds into the you need that data that data to um to affect your decision making you need that data to see if you're progressing towards your goals then goals should be purposeful and meaningful so they should be enough for you to drive to be able to do it um so yeah that'd be my third point so make sure that you put yourself in an environment where it's easy and you can do that on a weekly basis. So what I forgot there, reminders, um, make it easy to go and input the data, make sure that you have a weekly review of that data. So then you know it aligns with your goals. Is there another two? I've said really, that as well. So it's not really more than that, is there? I wouldn't say so. It's just more, it's more, it's like anything, um, you know, if you're trying to create a process and a habit in your, in your working week and day. So how you would maybe set a client client up to make sure they go to the gym might be habit stacking, might be looking at the triggers, like you said, alarms and bits and pieces. So it's simply trying to remember is probably not going to be the best strategy. So just doubling down on those things that you said and, and recognising that you're going to have to consciously um, yeah, consciously make an effort over you know a period of time to that starts to become a bit more ingrained and a more of a habit and a process in your business. Um, that's it. Is that it? That's it. Last one. Last one of the year. Oh, emotional. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what, are you, what are your final thoughts, Nick? If there was one thing that you would like coaches not to take into 2024, what would that be? Not to take into 2024. Oh, God. Um, Not to take into 2000. I've actually written a post, but I can't remember any of them. Things to leave behind in 2024. Uh, uh, a fixed mindset. That's what I like. What would yours be? An empty schedule. An empty schedule? Yeah, like a schedule that has fucking big gaps in where they've just got this paradox of choice where they basically skim the surface of a to-do list that is just focused on the here and now not the future nick right okay there you go because i'm fucking sick of it do you know what i mean grow up be an adult do your schedule should we end there send it there see you later people bye bye, bye, -bye.